0: Now let's turn on to um, criticisms of uh, of Christianity's interpretation, because as as I've said throughout this lecture, um, well, no, not Dostoevsky, but Nietzsche was not very very happy with the presentation of Christ or the interpretations of Christ in the works of Calvin, Luther, the reformists, and also even in Paul himself. He, he, in fact, um, caused Paul almost the worst thing which could have possibly happened to Christ's message, even though, of course, Christendom was only there because of Paul. However, that Christendom is the Christendom of, of that um, ill tidings that was transformed away from the original good news. And that's something which can be thought about. And that's something which can indeed be wrestled with. And of course, um, the first criticism that he has, he has two criticisms that um, Walter Kaufman identifies, faith against action and faith against reason. we were first talk about faith against action. First thing is he v- views Luther's sola fide as as going against the action of Christ. Now, of course, you could say that um, his, his criticism of Luther was not exactly accurate just because in reality, Luther's sola fide does not completely exclude works. But nevertheless, it does emphasize faith so much so that it, t- it puts a focus on Christ's redemptive factor if we turn back to um the previous thing, it focused on Christ's redemptive factor instead of his actions, which goes against this bringer um the first phrase that you see here, this bringing of glad tidings. Died as he lived, as he taught, not to redeem man, but to show how one must live. By putting the focus on um sola fide, what um Luther is doing is to put put that focus on the redeeming aspect instead of how one must live. So then, so that in some sense, to Nietzsche becomes an inversion of the morals. It becomes an inversion of the good tidings. It becomes an inversion of of what Christ was trying to preach—a a religion of action instead of one of faith only. And of course, that ties in to his criticism of, or or his um or his criticism of the the focus on faith and the reasons given, the psychological reasons being given here. And of course, uh, the reason why um, Nietzsche is willing to take this more perhaps non-orthodox view is because he views that discrepancies can be explained in a psychological way. He views that Paul's focus, and in some extension Luther's focus, and in extension most of the people's who focus on faith, is because they recognize the inability to become the perfect man. If you cannot only fulfill, if you cannot even fulfill the Judeo- the, Jude, the, the, the Judean law, which was set in the past, well, how can you possibly fulfill in Nietzsche's conception the Christian law, which is a, a more demanding one, because it's not only saying, well, follow these sets of rules. You must live these sets of rules and to live a set of rule is way different to just follow them, because, I mean, just think about it when you're back in school and the teacher tells you to shut up at the back of the class. It's one thing to just follow the rule, but to live that rule, it's a completely different thing. I mean, if you're talking about football in the back of a class with your friends and talking about team tactics and things like that, I mean, yes, you might stop talking about it, but have you lived out that rule? Perhaps not. So that is what Nietzsche is saying is that, These thinkers failed to recognize the difficulty or they actually fully recognize the difficulty of becoming that perfect human being. So they give up that perfect human being. And as a result, they say, well, let's just have faith and use faith as the Deus ex machina. To solve all problems. So as a result, that is what I mean when I say Christ's calling is more difficult than the Jewish teachings. Nietzsche is saying that Christ's teaching is the most difficult thing. And as a result, by by kind of defaulting into faith, you you not only drop back from Christ's original calling, you're also dropping back from the Judean law as well. Now, now you go further and say, well, actually, what happens is that by by getting rid of um action and focusing on faith you actually depreciate the value of this world and this life by focusing so much on faith and how you can just be saved via via the via unity in the church or via belief in god what happens that this world becomes nothing because then you have the afterlife and then you have um uh, kind of faith and you you have that to protect you so at the end of the day you might be entering a mentality saying well what what's the worst that can possibly happen I'm safe now that's great that's what Nietzsche's warning against that's something you had to move on from so instead of perfecting oneself one relies on faith and by having that reliance you're no longer living out of prince mushkin that that mushkinesque life becomes impossible because while well, now you're no longer in the world interacting in um in a, a despotic in a in a depraved Russian society or whatever society you're in, you just withdraw from it and fall back on the church and fall back on faith. And that is something that Nietzsche is being very critical of here as well. And whether you think it's right or not, that's for another debate. However, I do think that he is indeed touching on something which is very interesting and very important. So next thing is his criticism of faith against reason. This is something which is less so related on his views about Christ, but also I think elaborates on the kind of, kind of, how he differentiates between our conceptions of Christ and who Christ actually was. And what he presents in Beyond Good and Evil is he, he he represents some sense of blind faith as this sacrifice of the intellect and that what Christians are doing by interpreting the Bible in their own way to, to kind of present prophecy in a way which leads to Christ has indeed pre- created a double standard, an untruth in order to create a certain reading of the text. And if we're going to treat the pagan text in one way and then the Christian New Testament text and the Judean Old Testament text in another way, well, what we've created is a double standard. And no matter how true it could potentially be, we always have to view things in the same way. And that's what Nietzsche is focusing on. And in some sense, what he's doing in the Faith Against Reason is not just an attack against Christianity, but an attack against the entire structure of truth and epistemology in general he's taking this kind of christian critique and taking it to a more meta and abstract level to say well the very nature of truth itself is conceived is deceiving and that very nature of truth itself is getting away from what truly is the case with with how we're meant to interact with the truth because the truth is often presented in science as something which is going to help life the truth is presented as something which is going to develop life but in reality what the truth is is actually something which goes against and can actually lead to death it could be a w- it could be a hidden will to death because you have so many different thinkers over time by thinking that the truth will bring you close to human flourishing the truth may bring you in this enlightenment hope of allowing you to reach some sense of um divinity not divinity in the in a god sense but a divinity of an enlightenment and an and unveiling of the eyes of the truth but in reality it might actually lead to destruction and most of the times it can actually be harmful